Welcome to Blessings in Christ. I'm Scott Roberts. We are also the Church of Christ, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Our lesson today uh, is Things Without End, Part 2. We hope that you enjoy the lesson, and please like us on Facebook. Thank you. I'm pressing on
heard of a land of joy and peace and wonderful life. A beautiful place of mansion fair and standing room right. Where our little babes sing beauty forever shall sing. And having been saved by grace divine, Yeah. 
came together, we were talking about the glory of God, His wonder, His splendor, His majesty. Uh, and I just wanted to continue on. And I think we had left off with worship. And have you ever considered that if we are a Christian and we are a faithful member of the church and we have lived a Christian life, that when we make it to heaven, uh, Lord willing, that we will be together without end and we will also worship God uh, continuously throughout eternity. So I just wanted to, to kind of uh, continue that thought. And uh, our lesson today, once again, will be uh, things, uh, things without end. And as we discussed before, uh, we live in a world where it seems like uh, everything has an end. Um, if we buy a vehicle or a car, uh, it seems like it's, it's going to last forever. It's a brand new car, but it, how is it in just a few years, it seems like it gets old before you know it. And uh, you're looking to trade that car in. Uh, if we build a new home, uh, and uh, those of us that have got to move into a new home, it's just such a wonderful experience. You know, you walk in and everything's just brand new, but within a few years, uh, it's not a new house anymore. You're starting to worry about the roof leaking, or uh, I don't know how many times I've repaved our blacktop driveway, and you know, the, the guy will come and blacktop it and say, well, it's gonna be good for five or six years, and it seems like the next year it's got cracks in it, you know? So everything seems like it has an end. A lot of people will look up into the sky and they'll think that the sun uh, will burn forever. But even the scientists today will tell you that the sun has a limited amount of uh, hydrogen and helium, uh, some of the, uh, the elements. Uh, it will, uh, it will uh, actually uh, burn up you know, someday uh, if the world is still here. But we know that the sun will truly uh, will truly burn up all of its fuel. So only the things pertaining to God uh, and our soul, of course, will uh, last forever. So let's continue our thoughts on some th some things without end. Our Lord's majesty, power, love, mercy, the infinity of His being, the infallibility of His word, His wisdom the eternal security of all souls that will love and obey His precious will are all pertaining to Almighty God. These things are sure without end. Likewise, the eternal damnation of those that refuse to obey what God has commanded His creation to do. Man was not put here by accident. It was all in God's eternal plan. A plan that was sure to succeed because God formed it. A plan that would give glory to God. Whether man rejects it or believes the gospel, the never-changing truth of God and His every word will bring every man to judgment, where they must bow and say, Lord, Your word was true after all, and Your word and commandments are never-changing, for Thou art God. You know, the title for Christ one of the many titles for Christ uh, in the prophets there is Jesus Christ from everlasting to everlasting because His glory, His majesty, His wonder is without end. And we will look at some more things today that are truly without end. Then we will face the unchanging faith that we ourselves have chosen in an eternity without end. First thing I want to look at today is what Peter calls a precious faith. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to 2 Peter 
Second Peter chapter one. Here's Peter who uh, was not only an apostle, but he was also uh, one of the ones that got to be with Christ while he was upon the earth in his three years of public ministry. Second Peter one and verse one. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle to Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained a like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you, the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. What does Peter mean when he says precious, precious faith? The first thing we look at when we see precious, if I said that I have a precious friend or my precious family or uh, my, the precious church that I attend, it, would, it uh, shows, evokes emotions and it is very close to my heart. But the word here that Peter used for precious is beyond something that is very intimate to us, but it is also beyond value. You know, it seems like everything in the world has a value. You know, we talk about cars or homes or uh, we talk about mom's hospital bills or whatever. But you know, when it comes to our faith, it is truly without limits because the faith that we have in Jesus Christ and the faith that we have, we walk by faith, we are kept by faith. We know that all things work together for good for them that love God. It also opens up our heart to receive all of the spiritual blessings that pour into our heart and into our life, that our faith is the foundation of our life. It shows that God is first and foremost, that nothing comes between us and God. It is beyond value. You cannot put a price on the faith that we have, that we stand in Jesus Christ. It is such a strong uh, force in our life that we are kept by faith and we also live by faith and it is evidence of things not seen. It is also the substance of things hoped for. Hebrews 11 and verse one. Now the faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We know that we are saved by faith. Ephesians two verses eight through nine. For by grace you are saved through faith and it is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9. So we are saved. It is a saving faith. It is a life-sustaining faith. And we know that we also overcome the world by faith, and it opens up our heart to receive all of our inheritance through Jesus Christ. 1 John 5, and verse 4. For whatsoever... For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So our faith is precious, and it is truly the substance that brings us to the throne of God. It is the driving force that unites us with Christ, that we are not only uh, receive an inheritance through Christ, but we are as adopted sons. We also are justified by faith. That is uh, the definition of what we believe. It is what binds our heart to Christ and binds our heart one to another through his precious church. Romans 5 verses 1 through 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope for the glory of God. 
So the first thing we wanted to look at today was our faith is truly without end. And because of our faith, it opens up the door to receive all of God's blessings. Have you ever thought about all of the blessings that God has given us? The last time that we were together, we were talking about grace. Grace is every blessing multiplied in our life. It is God's forgiveness. It is um, every sin that we have committed has been forgiven because of grace. Because Jesus Christ was on that cross and it was not us on the cross. We were forgiven from, uh, from all sins. We are saved because of the blessings and because of grace. Uh, Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 9. Once again, for grace you are saved through faith. It is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Titus 2 and verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. Not only are we saved by grace and all these spiritual blessings, but we are also children of God through grace and through his spiritual blessings. Hebrews 4 and verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How many times a day do we realize that God's blessings in the Christian life are truly without measure. They are truly without end. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16 tells us that we can't take these blessings without being thankful. And we must also rejoice and be thankful without end. That's another thing that is without end. You know, we can't take all of these blessings and accept all of the grace that God has given us through Jesus Christ without constantly uh, thanking God and letting him know uh, that he is the one that has provided all these things to us. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Um, my next flyer, after we finish the way, of the, the way of the cross leads home, after the printer does complete that, I wanted to do a flyer on Psalm 23, and that is when David uh, likens the Christian life as to the shepherd. In fact, I've almost finished all of my notes on that. But the first part of Psalm 23, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. And he doesn't say the Lord is the shepherd, that God knows me, and he knows all of my needs, and he knows everything about me, and he is my personal shepherd. He is also my personal savior. He knows every need that every Christian has. And what is the next thing he says in Psalm 23? He says, I shall not want. Have you ever thought about, first of all, Jesus is our shepherd. And he knows our every possible need. And if we stumble, he will pick us up. If we are in need, that he will come and help us with any situation. Another thing about grace is it is the perfect amount every time. What can you say? Anything else in your life, does it ever, is it ever perfect and meet every perfect need? And the answer is no. You know, mom's been sick uh, uh, for pretty much the whole last year. 
And when she goes and fills a prescription, she will get perhaps an antibiotic and it'll say, take this until it's finished. And you'll take that antibiotic and just in a few weeks, you get sick again. Or how many times do we take medication and it was the wrong amount or it was the wrong medication. And, uh, and many, many times when it comes to medicine, uh, it doesn't meet the needs of what the sickness is. What about our income, our budget? You know, uh, I remember over the years that many times you would think, well, I'm ahead on my budget. You know, I'm going to have extra money at the end of the month. And then at the end of the month, you get a bill that you weren't expecting uh, or you had a medical bill. And then I'm sure there were many times where your budget did not meet the expenses. And uh, many times it would fall short, so to speak. But what about the grace of God? It was perfect in every possible situation. Romans 8 and verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good for them that love God and for them who are called according to his purpose. Jesus told us in John 10 verses 27 through 28, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow, and I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. God has given us the perfect amount of grace for every situation in this life and in the one to come. If we make it to eternity and we can be with him in heaven. Beloved, his grace, his blessings are given to us perfectly. And the part of Psalm 23 that he says, thou shalt not want. You know, you could be a millionaire and a billionaire and, or, and have all the money in the world, but yet you need things or you're lacking when it comes to spiritual values. You know, uh, I seen a sign not too long ago and it said that the, the poorest man in the world is the one whose only wealth is the things of this earth because we know the earth and all of its elements will melt with fervent heat but we look towards the author and the finisher of our faith jesus christ and we will not need we could be the poorest person on the face of the earth and have everything or we could be the richest man on the face of the earth and have nothing don't you see we have everything there was a there's a woman up in the rest home where mom is right now and uh, she's been blind pretty much almost her whole life. She can see very little. And she sits in a room that's about the size of a closet. And if you would think that this person would be the saddest person on earth, uh, she sits in a room the size of a closet. She's barely seen anything her entire life. And I have never seen that woman not smiling. She is the happiest person you have ever met. And you know what she does? She recites poetry and scriptures about Jesus 24 hours a day. This woman never talks without talking about Jesus. And she'll run into the room and say, I have another poem about Jesus Christ and his salvation. And to think about us with our, our large homes and our shiny cars and all of our Goodwill outfits and, and June's pies and all of these blessings. And how on earth could we ever complain about anything when there is a woman up there in Mount Vernon that is reciting constantly poems about Christ and reading verses continuously that is probably one of the happiest people I have ever met. Beloved, we shall never 
We shall never want if we are a Christian because God will provide all things for us and he will find opportunities for us to grow in faith and for us to show our faith and to proclaim the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How many times uh, when you see a shepherd with a flock, do you see the little baby sheep? There's nothing cuter. But what are the two things that that little baby sheep need to survive? First of all, he needs to be in the group. If that little sheep wanders away from the group, he could die instantly. And he also needs the shepherd. The same is with us. We must be a member of the Lord's church. We need to accept the gospel plan of salvation, uh, believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, repenting of sins, uh, confessing our faith in Jesus Christ, and of course being baptized in that water, water grave of baptism and be baptized into Christ, into his death. We must also be part of that flock. We must also be part of the church, the gathering of the Lord's uh, church. Matthew 16 and verse 18, Jesus said, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter.